What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am your host, Jared Kelly. I am also brought by my side, my co-host, Sean Bruner. Starting off the podcast with that Cavs game from last Wednesday. Sean, what did you see from the Sixers? Yeah, I thought it was an all-around good game for the Sixers. Um, I w- it was a good game for their starters. They won 118-114. to MVP'd, had 35-17. and Maxie with 25. Harden with 21-11. and Tobias with 19-6. and And I thought it was an all-around great game for the Sixers starters. Uh, their bench unit uh, wasn't great. I think the highest, highest person that scored a point on that team was I think he had like four or something. Yeah, bench kind of struggled. Yeah, it was a it was a bad game for the Sixers bench. Um, but they were able to get the win. Uh, Darius Garland had twenty two point seven assists and five rebounds. Dude's a bucket dropper. Yeah, dude, he's he's a bucket. Uh, Okoro had seventeen and five, and Karis Levert had fifteen and seven. So, um, I thought it was a good win by the Sixers. Um, they were on the road in this one in Cleveland, and I thought it was a great. Great job by the Sixers starters. Um, they uh, they they handled the situation going on the road in Cleveland, and I thought it was a great win by the Sixers. Yeah, for sure, Sean. I completely agree. I thought it was a good road win. I feel like we really played good on the offensive end. Everybody had a good game. You know, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris stepped up. You know, uh, I wish our bench contributed a little bit more, but they kind of struggled last night. But it's good that our stars were able to contribute. It was ultimately a good win on the road. Yeah, and we'll go over to the Friday night game last Friday. It was the 76ers versus the Mavericks. The 76ers defeated the Dallas Mavericks at home 111-101. Joel Embiid led the way with 32 points, 8 rebounds. Harden had 24 points, 12 assists, and 7 rebounds. Thibault with 10-2-2. Harris with 14-4-3. Niang was off the bench with 12 um, I thought the Sixers played an all-around great game. I thought they came out strong after the poor showing from the bench um, against the Cavs. Uh, and I thought the Mavericks uh, just weren't a good enough team to beat the 76ers that were playing defense extremely well. Um, they kind of started to lack a little bit in defense, but they got back into it and they were able to finish the game off strong. For sure, Sean. I completely agree. And, you know, another huge game from Joel and Beast. And like I mentioned in previous podcast episodes, that Georges Niang has been a huge piece for 76ers. Definitely. Dude, he contributes just from the outside, from three. Like, he knows his role. He plays it so well, man. He's just a great piece to have on the Sixers. And pretty nice game from James Harden. You said he had 24, right? Yeah, 24. 24, yeah. So, good game. Uh, How much does Tobias have again? Tobias had 14. 14, yeah. So, not a bad game from Tobias. Um, And then, you know, Joel and Beast, you know, producing again, you know, like he does every night. And felt like it was a good win against Dallas. Yeah. The, uh, as you said, Niang, he, he has been the biggest offseason acquisition of for for a while. I mean, he, he has been a huge pickup for the Sixers, and I'm so grateful that we have him on our team. Dude, me too. Minivan is that guy. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, so let's move on to – Sunday's game, it was the 76ers versus the Raptors. Jarrett, that was an awful game, dude. Uh, it was awful, dude. We, we we blew it, man. We blew the lead. Fred Van Fleet was out, so that should have played a big impact in our win that we potentially could have won. OG Ananobi didn't play. I mean, come on, guys. Like, they, they really had to wake up after that game, man, because, you know, we, we just blew it. Yeah, um, the Toronto Raptors defeated the 76ers 93-88. to uh, the 76ers just totally collapsed after a great start. Embiid had 21 and 13. Harden had 17, 9 and 8. 
Maxi had 19 for three. Thibault with 12. I mean, Niang off the bench with 11. I mean, it was just an all-around good game until the end. Like, you had a lot of leads against the Raptors, and you just blew it with Fred Van Vliet being out and OG Ananobi, and it just can't, that just can't happen. Like, when we're at full strength and they aren't, there's no way at home that we should lose to the Toronto Raptors. There's no way, man. There's no way. We just, yeah, we 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 let go. We had we didn't have enough gas in the tank. We just let go. It's a mediocre Raptors team. I mean, there's no way we right. shouldn't win. Siakam had 26, 10, and five. My Preston boy. Chua had 21 and nine. Scotty Barnes with 12 and six, and Boucher had 12 and 14 off the bench. Um, I, the Sixers just didn't perform in that game, and at, you're at home, and they've just been struggling a little bit at home, I think. No, they have, Sean. I completely agree. And, you know, like you brought up, great game from Spicy P. I got him on my fantasy. I mean, dude's honestly hooping. But, yeah, I mean, the Raptors are a mediocre team. We should have honestly had this dub. Yeah, easily. I mean, they're not, they're not a great team at all. We can go over to Monday's game against the Miami Heat. What a game that was, Jared. What a game. Yeah, what a game, man. I mean, honestly, you know, we played really good against Miami. The 76ers defeated the Miami Heat 113-106. The 76ers were shorthanded in this game. They didn't have James Harden or Joel Embiid. Big game from Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey stepped up in the fourth quarter. Two clutch threes, a clutch block. And a clutch block. What a game from Tyrese Maxey. What What a game. What are you you seeing from Tyrese Maxey this season? Dude, like I mentioned in previous episodes on the podcast, like I said, he leaves his heart on the floor every night. And for him to step up with – out your two big pieces, your two big stars, I mean, that's a huge game from him. And you know he's got to have a level of confidence even higher on his shoulders, man. And I just love the way he plays every night. You know, he he leaves his heart on the floor every, every night. And I just love him, man. He's a star, and he is going to continue to get better, and he's going to be potentially a superstar in the next coming years in this league. 28 points for a rising star. Jimmy Butler had 27 points, six rebounds, and five assists on the other side. Um, I don't know if you saw yesterday. Did you see Jimmy Butler? He was in a heated exchange yesterday with uh, Udonis Haslam and Coach Spool. No, I did not see. No, I, I I heard some talks about it, though. Yeah, there was a little heated argument on the bench. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, Spolcher, at the end of the game, he made a little joke. He said everybody was wondering where they were going for dinner. So, you know, <laughs> you know something was going on there. Yeah. Uh, but Adebayo, he had 22-9 that game, and Kyle Lowry had 26-6. and six. Um, All around – with the Sixers being shorthanded, I think they played very well. Uh, Furkan had 20 off the bench. Shake with 23 off the bench. I mean, it was all around a great game from the Sixers. Furkan Korkmaz, take that cork off the wine. Well, Milton, <laughs> never mind. Milton, Milton had 20. Furkan had 18. Furkan had 18. Big games from them stepping up off the bench with the shorthanded Sixers. All around great game in my eyes. All right, so let's go over to last night's game. This is what we were going to originally talk about we wanted to recap on all the other games great game great game by the Sixers uh a lot of leads that we had against this Lakers team without LeBron yeah a lot a lot of leads that we had um but all around I think it was a good game um they were able to step up in the big moments and finish off the game finish off the short-handed Lakers team Russell Westbrook had a pretty good game yeah yeah, 24 points yeah along with Dwight Howard um, and Mello off the bench, also also with Malik Monk. I mean, the Lakers, like the Sixers did the other day, players were stepping up with their shorthanded squad and just delivering, and they were able to keep the game close throughout. For sure, man. I think there was a huge game from Stanley Johnson. Yeah. Uh, he was doing pretty yeah, he good. Was, add another guy on the list to arraign the person that the Sixers 
get creamed by. Yeah, guys who's been stepping up on the Los Angeles end. But yeah, we won 126 to 121. Um, you know, LeBron not playing, I feel like that played a big factor in our win. But honestly, I like the way we played offensively. Tobias Harris stepped up. He was a huge piece last night. He came up clutch. For sure. Maxi still playing like a star, which he is. Huge contributor last night. And obviously another great game by Joel and Beast. And a good game by James Harden. Kind of struggled from three, but was a really aggressive all game. Also a great sight seeing him walk off that knee-to-knee contact last night while driving inside. It was great to see him walk it off and come back in the game. Yeah, that knee scared me yesterday. When he went down, I was like, oh, no. It did, man. I was was shaking my head. I was like, just our luck. I was like, come on, man. I know. I was really shaking my head, Sean. Yeah, but it was good that he got up. He came back into the game and he finished it off. Yeah, finished it off in the fourth quarter, yeah. Great performance by the Sixers. Yeah, great win. Um, So I just wanted to go over to the Sacramento Kings. They played the Indiana Pacers. It was a close game. The Sacramento Pacers. Kings beat the Pacers 110 to 109. So a close game. I just want to talk a little about the stats for Sacramento Kings. Donovan Mitchell, your boy, you picked him up. He had 25 points. Good game from him last night. My boy. You got to love seeing that. Awesome. Um, and then on Indiana Pacers and Buddy Hield, my boy, Buddy, had 25 points. Big night. My man went off for my fantasy team last night. And I just want to bring up some of Sacramento Kings statistics from the field goal they shot. 52.4%, and they had 54 points in the paint. So ultimately, they got it done. Yeah, Sacramento, it, this was a, a trade swap from last time. Uh, Halliburton on the Pacers now, coming, yeah. back, coming back, playing his old team. And he's been a huge piece, Halliburton. Oh, Halliburton, is, he's been a tremendous, huge piece for Indiana and their success because he's just second-year player. He's – you got – I don't know how Sacramento didn't give him time to develop. I, mean, I know, man. Like they gotta, young, give, they gotta give these young guys some time to develop. He's man. a young star. I mean, it's just like it's just like how Maxi is. Like if we would have traded Maxi, it would have been such a huge mistake. Yeah, really young guy with a huge, you know, amount of potential, man. And Malcolm Brogdon was a late scratch last night, right? Yeah, yeah, late scratch. Yeah, uh, they. I just picked him up in fantasy. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. I just picked him up in fantasy. I because I never know. I mean, he could help me. Yeah, true. As true. long as he plays, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I just wanted to go over to another game that was last night. The Boston Celtics played the Utah Jazz. Celtics, dude. Yeah, they beat Utah 125-97. to I just want to bring some up some statistics from the Boston Celtics end. Jason Tatum had 26 points, been really hot and really consistent. Jalen Brown also had 26. And my man, Marcus Smart, he only had 5 points, but he had 13 assists. Was a wizard last night with those dimes, with 13 assists to step up his hot teammates, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I just wanted to bring up some statistics from the Utah Jazz. And Donovan Mitchell, the spider, had 37 points. Nice night for the guy. Rudy Gobert had 14 points and 11 rebounds. Notch that double-double. Yeah, it was a 28-point win for Boston. Yeah, they've been hot. Against Utah, it's pretty good. Yeah, Boston has been playing out of their minds lately. They are currently tied for second. They're so great on the defensive end, man. Yeah, there's like a three-way tie right now. Uh, Sixers are in second place. Boston's in fourth, but... Each game, each team is one and a half back, um, but we have one more or less lost, but they got one more win than us. Um, but Boston has been playing out of their minds lately. They're nine and one in their last ten. They won five in a row. Wow. I mean, they at the beginning of the season, you did not think that this team was even going to make the playoffs at one point. No way. Like, they were they were such a bad team, and then right. something randomly just clicked, and they've just been playing out of their minds like. Ever since the All-Star break. Yeah, they have, Sean. I just wanted to bring up last night, which I felt it played a big impact in Utah's loss. My guy, Bojan Bogdanovic, 
I feel like he had a big impact in their loss because I felt as if though the Utah Jazz missed him scoring his scoring ability he's been hot but has been out for them for the past week with a calf strain and I just want to bring up some Boston Celtics statistics so from the field goal they shot 59.5 percent from three point they shot 52.8 percent and they had 56 points in the paint ultimately Boston got it done that, that's that's pretty good yeah they Shoot, got it done shooting 52.8 percent from three that's definitely going to get a win for you yeah easily so I just want to go over to another game that popped off last night. The New York Knicks played the Charlotte Hornets. The New York Knicks beat the Charlotte Hornets 121 to 106. The New York Knicks, on the New York Knicks end, R.J. Barrett still on fire. 30 points to help the Knicks win. Obi Toppin also had a good game. 18 points and 11 rebounds, notching that double-double. I just want to bring up some Charlotte Hornets statistics. LaMelo Ball had 32 points, man. That, that, that guy's just something else. He also had nine rebounds. Just a rebound shy of a double-double. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. Scary Terry had 18 points, and I just wanted to bring up some New York statistics. From field goal, they shot 58, 51.8%. Sorry about that. From three-point, they shot 44.4%. And from free, free throw, they shot 88.2%. Ultimately, Sean, the New York Knicks got it done against Charlotte. Yeah, R.J. Barry's been playing out of his mind lately. Um, LaMelo Ball with a great game, just not enough to get it done. Uh, Charlotte should have won this game yeah, they in should've. my eyes easily. They were at home. They're playing the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are trying to get into that playoff spot, trying to stay yeah. in the playoff spot. Still trying to play for the playing tournament. Yeah. Still but, trying to be in contention. But ultimately, uh, the Hornets should have easily gotten this done. They were at home. Lamelo popped off, and it just looks like I guess Terry Rozier had 18, Miles Bridges had 15, but their bench unit did not do a single thing. I mean, Kelly Oubre, he's been off lately. He shot three shots. He he was popping off for like twenty seven like points a game yeah. early in the season. And you still have him on your fantasy. I do right? still have him. Yeah. He's, he's been disappointing. Yeah, three points from him. I Kinda mean, seven points from McDaniel's, four from Martin. I mean, it wasn't all it, all around. It was just like they need their bench unit to step up, and it's exactly what New York's bench did. Um, Taj Gibson had twelve off the bench quickly with ten. Uh, McBride with nine. I mean, so. The New York Knicks just got it done. R.J. Barrett with 30 also. So, I mean, their whole entire team just played good. And all around, it looked like it was a good win from the New York Knicks. Dude, ultimately, in my eyes, Sean, I think we said this on previous episode on the podcast. I mean, R.J. Barrett is the face of the Knicks right now. Definitely, definitely. Um, Julius Randle is not the face. R.J. Barrett is definitely the face of the New York Dude, Knicks. Dude, R.J. Barrett has been so hot, man. Got to give that guy props where... You know, sick cre- for credit, credit is due. Yeah, I know. I know. I wasn't patient with him, but he was very rocking and consistent at the beginning of the season. I should have been patient with him, but, you know, it is what it is. But I wanted to go over to another game that popped off last night. The Golden State Warriors played the Miami Heat. The Golden State Warriors beat the Miami Heat 118 to 104. I just want to bring up some Miami Heat statistics. Kyle Larry had 26 points and nine assists. Just one more assist shy of a double-double. Bam Adebayo with another good game. 25 points and 9 rebounds. Just one rebound shy of a double-double. Jimmy Butler also had 20 points. And on the Golden State's end, Jordan Poole, your guy, Sean still hot, ended with 30 points, Mm 9 assists, just one assist shy of a double-double. Andrew Wiggins with 22 points. Uh, And then I just wanted to bring up some Golden State statistics. From field goal, they shot 51.9%. From free throw, they shot 41.7%, and they had 45 total rebounds. Ultimately, Golden State got it done, Sean. Damian Lee with 22 off the bench. That was that huge. That was huge. Yeah. Huge for Golden State. Gary Payton had 11 off the bench. Wow. Uh, Poole with 30. Wiggins and Kaminga both with 22. All-around solid win yeah, for Kaminga Golden State. Yeah, Kaminga had a good game, too. Yeah. yeah. All-around solid game with Golden State with having Clay and Curry both out. 
Um, there, like I said, there was something going on in the Miami's bench, and I think, think after that Sixers game the other night, I think they might have messed their little heads up and got a little rattled. Got a little rattled from it. So, um, all around great win from Golden State. Uh, they definitely are gonna make something happen in the playoffs. Absolutely. Once Curry comes back, and they'll have a full lineup with Clay and Draymond sat out this game too due to rest, and I believe Otto Porter Jr. too. So yeah, he sat for rest. Yeah. So the Warriors were undermanned in this game, but uh, they were still able to get it done against uh, Miami Heat, who had all their players. So absolutely, Sean, and your guy Jordan Poole has been stepping up, man. Jordan Poole has been a bucket lately. Um, I think he's had like 30, 29, 28. Yeah. I mean, he's been he's been balling and he's been stepping up. Uh, while Curry has been out, and yeah, with um, Curry's this, absence, this yep. just shows you what type of player Jordan Poole can be, and that he can perform in the big moments. Exactly, I completely agree with you, Sean. So let's go over to another game that popped off last night. The Brooklyn Nets played the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies beat the Brooklyn Nets one thirty-two to one twenty. It was also Kyrie Irving's birthday. I know that. Um, Desmond Bain had twenty-three points. DeAnthony Milton had twenty-three points. Dylan Brooks had 21, and on the Brooklyn Nets end, Kyrie had 43 uh, for his birthday last night. Kevin Durant also had 35 points and 11 rebounds with a double-double, and I just want to bring up some Memphis Grizzlies statistics. From three-point, they shot 50.0%. They had 46 total rebounds and 28 assists. Ultimately, Grizzlies got it done. Dude, I thought Brooklyn would beat Memphis on this one. I I probably would have took Memphis in this game. Um, really? Well, yeah. once I saw Ja go out, I didn't really know what to think yeah but um this team i believe they're like 10 and 2 with jai out of the lineup i mean yeah this this grizzly squad is for real i mean for sure th- this is an actual team that's going to go into the playoffs this isn't one of those fake teams i believe that are good every year and then just go out in the first second round i believe that this is actually a very solid team and it's a great team that has been put together and they surrounded job with some great pieces like Desmond Bain. Yeah, he's been huge. Kyle Anderson and everyone. They they they're just huge. So I think that this Memphis Grizzly squad is not is no joke. They just beat Brooklyn with Kyrie and K D. Um obviously still not having Ben play and I believe Seth Curry was out with a ankle sprain. But Yeah, and I believe last night, Sean, sorry not to cut you off, um they changed the mandate. So now Kyrie Irvin's able Kyrie's to play, able home, to play games. home games now, yeah. yeah. So um, but ultimately, this this Memphis Grizzly squad, this is this, they're they're for real. I mean, they're they are. they're they're a great team, and even with that job, they they were able to get it done with against the Nets. Yeah, a- absolutely true, Sean. Got to watch out for those Grizzlies. So I just want to talk about another game that popped off last night: the Phoenix Suns, the hot Phoenix Suns, played the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Phoenix Suns once won against the Timberwolves, one twenty five to one sixteen, still playing without Chris Paul. I just want to bring up some statistics on the Phoenix Suns end. Your guy, DeAndre Ayton, had 35 points and 14 huge rebounds. Huge game, huge game. That's a huge game, man. Devin Booker had 28 points, and, I, and then I just wanted to bring up some Minnesota Timberwolves statistics. Anthony Edwards had 19 points, and then I just wanted to bring up some Phoenix Suns statistics. So from field goal, they shot 52.3%. From three-point, they shot 36.4%, and they had 54 total points in the paint. Ultimately, Phoenix got it done, Sean. Yeah, Phoenix – I say this every single week. They're just such a good team that they, they are. They don't need all their stars to win, and um, it just proves it. Uh, Langer Shaman had 19 off the bench last night. That That's was huge. huge. Overall, though, their bench didn't really do much. I guess besides Langer Shamit, but yeah, Aiton was able to pick it up at 35. That was a new career high, and Devin Booker had 28. The two stars on that team with Chris Paul being out. Um, 
They just got it done. And Minnesota is just not a normal game from Cat. He only had 15 points. Anthony Edwards had 19. Uh, D'Angelo Russell only with six points. I mean, so I mean that's your point guard right there getting you only six points. You expect D'Angelo Russell to get you way more. So uh, Phoenix is obviously just a great team overall. I mean, so I guess it's hard for anybody to beat them. The Sixers got got them coming up, I think, in two games. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns are so hot, Sean, and you know, kind of a bad uh, night for Dilo last night. Just want... from the desert because they're hot. Yeah, right, right, right. I completely agree, Sean. And I just wanted to bring up another game that went down last night. The Orlando Magic took on the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder took down the Orlando Magic one eighteen to one hundred two. I just want to bring up some statistics from the Oklahoma City Thunder's end. Theo Maldon had twenty five points. Trey Mann had twenty one points. And then on the Orlando Magic's end, Chuma Okiki, my guy, I picked him up, had 19 points. Um, he's been a good pickup for my squad. And then I just want to bring up some Oklahoma City Thunder statistics. From field goal, they shot 48.1%. From three-point, they shot 41.5%. And they had 42 points in the paint. Ultimately, the Oklahoma City Thunder got it done last night, Sean. Yeah, Theo Melodon, he was a bucket off the bench. Um, that was a huge reason why the... Uh, OKC Thunder got this win, but it was also sure. because, I mean, the Orlando Magic or the Orlando Magic. Both of these teams are not good. Yeah, they're not good. They're both um, struggling. I guess, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, at this point, I would say that in this game, Orlando, I thought was better. I mean, OKC didn't even have Shea. Yeah. So, yeah, they should they should have won. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Orla- Orlando's just not a good team. They got to get back. They got to get some more draft picks again. And, yeah, they're uh, still building. Yeah, so oh, both teams are building. This was kind of just a chippy game, you know. For sure. Know, but uh, OKC was able to get it done. Yeah, for sure, Sean. So I just wanted to go over to another game that popped off last night. The Houston Rockets played the Dallas Mavericks. The Houston Rockets fell to the Dallas Mavericks, 110-91. Just want to bring up some statistics on the Houston Rockets end. Christian Wood had 12 points and 10 rebounds, not seeing a double-double. And then I just wanted to bring up some statistics from the Dallas Mavericks end. Their leading scorer, Jalen Brunson. Former Nova grad. He's been a bucket. He's been a bucket. Got to love that guy. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, my guy, who's been a huge piece on Dallas, which I mentioned on previous episodes on the podcast. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie got the start last night with Luka Doncic out. He had 26 points. Killing me. Yeah, it's killing you. Yeah, I know. Luka sat for you last night. Yeah, that was a a huge miss. Um, And then I just wanted to bring up some statistics from the Dallas Mavericks. And they, from field goal, they shot 48.8%. From free throw, they shot 81.8%, and they got 62 points in the paint. Man, that's a lot. Yeah, there's not much really to say about this game. It's Dallas versus Houston. Dallas is obviously the better team. You knew that it was going to be a blowout. For sure. So another game that popped off last night, the San Antonio Spurs took on the Portland Trailblazers. The San Antonio Spurs pulled out a win against the Portland Trailblazers, 133-96. This was a blowout, man. On the San Antonio Spurs end, my guy, DeJounte Murray, had 28 points. He was their leading scorer. Also, Keldon Johnson had 26 points. He was their second leading scorer. And then on the Portland Trailblazers end, Ben McLemore had 23 points. I mean, where did he come from? You know, it was funny. Ben McLemore, remember when he got drafted? Yeah. I thought he was going to be a bucket. I thought, I thought he was just yeah. going to be, like... He had his moments. We would, we would play 2K13 or something, and he would get drafted yeah. like way before you did and yeah. stuff. Like, I just thought he was always going to be a bucket. Uh, great game from him last night, though. Yeah, uh, 23 points. I mean, where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, San Antonio's 
the better team right now with not having Damian Lillard playing Anthony Simons. So San Antonio was able to get it done. Uh, DeJounte Murray, just a bucket, dude. I mean, he just gets you everything. And I I'm know. Sh- He's so I'm good. sure you're so happy to have him on your fantasy team. I am. I'm, I'm stoked this, to see him play every night when he does. And I just wanted to bring up some statistics on the San Antonio Spurs end. From field goal, they shot 48.9%. From three-point, they shot 43.2%. They had 53 total rebounds and 34 assists. Ultimately, they had a lot of assists last night. Yeah, great win from San Antonio. I want them... I want them back in the playoffs. It's so much more fun when San Antonio is in the playoffs. I want yeah. them back in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, I want them in the playoffs too, man. I would love to see my guy, DeJounte they gotta, Murray, to get some playoff experience. They got to make that playing tournament and beat. They have to. Beat the crappy Lakers. Yeah. The, <laughs> the struggling Lakers. So, yeah. Sean, I just wanted to go over to the Phillies, and they played the Blue Jays last night. Um, They won 8-7. to seven. Tough game there. My boy, JT Ramudo, he had three RBIs and a home run. Yeah, the Phillies uh, spring training games. I don't really, I don't really pay attention. I, I pay attention to spring training games. I don't really, they don't, they don't uh, make me happy or anything. It's not a regular season yeah, game. Yeah. So, um, I was just down in spring training. Uh, I had a great time down there. I got got to go to one game. I got Kyle Schwarber's autograph. Oh, pretty, you did? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah it was pretty huge, sick. huge piece, Kyle Schwarber yeah, that, uh, that they made. Yeah, with the Phillies, they added. Um, Kyle Schwarber, they signed him to a four-year, $70 million contract. That's great. And another huge piece. These are the two guys I wanted. Also, Nick Castellanos signed him to a five-year, $100 million deal. Uh, two great moves by the Phillies. Great De- piece. These are two moves that I think are the Phillies really wanted to make, and I believe adding these two guys to the lineup um, with Reese and JT and Bryce, Didi, all of them, um, it's going to help the Phillies tremendously, and they're going to score a lot of runs. The only thing the Phillies need to work on is they just got to make sure that their pitching is good. Yeah, absolutely. I think Aaron Nola had, I think he had like five strikeouts uh, last night, something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, yeah, I but, think he had five, something like that. But I think that the Phillies, um, my expectations for the season are very high. I think it's going to be a tight three-man race in the National League East for sure, with the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies. Um, Schwarber last year had 32 home runs. He was 28th in the league, 71 wow. RBIs. He was 81st. Uh, he he had a batting average of 266. Wow. And an OPS of 928. And Castellanos with 34 home runs last year, <sighs> that was 20th in the league, 100 RBIs. That's 18th, and he had a 309 batting average. I believe wow. that was eighth in the league. Wow. So adding these two guys, hopefully they can. Castellanos it was his best year last year, without a doubt, but. Um, he's never been – he's never won the big games and everything. So, I yeah. think he wanted to come to Philadelphia and try to bring the bring – the, try to win the big games. And Kyle Schwarber, he's he's been an all-playoff experience. He's he's won a World Series. I mean, this guy, I think he's only missed the playoff once. And he, he said it's an addicting feeling to make the playoffs. So, I'm very excited for this Phillies team. So, oh my, Sean, I completely agree with you. I got high expectations for the Phillies this year. And ultimately, I expect JT to have a bounce back year from last year, dude. I know he was banged up later in the season, um, and they were looking for him to produce offensively. And I think, you know, the two pieces that we made, Kyle Schorber, man, oh, my God. I, I, I just can't wait, man. I think I can't, Re- I I think can't wait Re- for opening day. I know, dude. Can't I'm wait. so excited. I think also Reese is going to have a bounce back year because he got hurt last year. So, you know, I think he's going to have a – big bounce back year and hopefully he could produce a lot for us on the offensive end and I think ultimately we're going to be we're going to be great this year yeah I'm I'm very excited for the season all right so let's switch over to football right now 
A blockbuster trade went down last night. I can't believe this. Or yesterday, I should say. Uh, the Chiefs traded their number one wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, to the Miami Dolphins for five picks. Dude, why, dude? Like, I mean, I, I, like, I wonder what Mahomes thinks about this. I mean, it's his number one wide receiver that he's that they just gave away. I mean, you knew Mahomes loved throwing the ball to Tyreek deep. He's got to be shaking his head in his bed, man, just rolling over like, what the bleep? Yeah, like, you like you got to – yeah, I mean, I don't understand what the Chiefs – I Chiefs just didn't want to pay him, and I don't understand. I mean, he's done everything for your franchise. Dude, I never thought I would see Tyreek Hill in a Miami I Dolphins ne- I never thought I would see Mahomes and Tyreek split up. I mean, I know. that duo was just insane. Insane. I mean, you had – you had Tyreek, Mahomes, and Kelsey. That trio is insane. That, Not yeah. even the, just the duo, the trio. Yeah, they're unstoppable. You just, I mean, they did sign Juju Smith. Yeah. But you just lost your number one wide receiver, and I don't understand. That like, guy's why, made the pro, dude? That guy's made the Pro Bowl six times or something. Yeah, like, like why? He, I just don't understand. Like, you need him. And you know that you know Mahomes throws the deep ball to him great. So. Yeah. They got the chemistry, dude. They, you know, they're experienced. They've been there before. But switching over to the Dolphins, I mean, at this point for – for Tua, there's no more excuses for – I mean, their franchise is surrounding him with talent. I mean, they already have Waddle and Mozart. I mean, and if you just add Tyreek Hill, Tua has no more excuses. If he can't perform with this team, then he's never going to be able to perform in the NFL. I mean, if he per- can perform how he did at Alabama, then he's going to be great. But yeah, um, if he doesn't perform well with the talent that they're surrounding him in Miami, I mean, I don't know how Tua is ever going to be in the NFL. I completely agree with you, Sean. That has been Thread the Needle Podcast, Episode 5, posting every week. Have a good one.